Welcome back to the Horseman's Corner. You're on the second half of today's program, and with us on this part of the program is the second half of the duo, the Westfall Horsemanship. First half of the program, we talked to Jesse. Now we talked to Stacy Westfall. She's probably more in the public eye than Jesse has been over the years, but both excellent horsemen. And uh, Stacy was involved with the Road to the Horse back a few years ago and came up with a horse called Popcorn out of the Road to the Horse. And also, uh, Brideless Raining, Freestyle Raining, is one of the things that she has been known for over the years. But let's go beyond that. Stacy, how did you get involved with horses in the first place? Give me some of your background and how you got going, will you? I grew up in South China, Maine, and my mom and most of all my family still lives up there. I, my mom always loved horses, and so when I was six, I got my first pony, and then as I grew, I got a quarter horse mare and kept her, and then I was looking into what I wanted to do with my life, and a teacher said, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I'd love to ride horses, but you can't go to school for that, and he challenged me to check it out, and I found out you really can go to college to do something with horses, and I ended up in Ohio at the University of Finley. And then from there, I met my husband, who is from Ohio, and that's how we're still here now. And so it's just been, it's been an exciting adventure. I'm glad I found out there really was a horse industry that you could, you know, participate in and make a living doing. Yeah, and it looks like you're having a good luck making a living doing it. Things have been going really well. It's, it's been really quite a rocket ship ride before Road to the Horse. I was pretty well known in the reining industry for my freestyle, and I actually was out in Denver at the stock show in 2004 um, riding bridalists with Can Can Lena, and so I was relatively well known with the freestyle um, reining, but then Road to the Horse just introduced me to a whole different uh, group of people, and so it's it's been really exciting, but it's been a rocket ship ride, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting how uh, things happen, and and uh, sometimes, and obviously this is not the case with you. Uh, people sometimes let their egos uh, get a little out of control when when they wind up with a lot of people knowing about them. But uh, from the little conversation we've had so far, that apparently is not the case with you, and I bet it won't happen. Well, I, that would be that would be nice. It's really it's. Um... It's so strange because I can still remember being a little girl in Maine who loved my horses. I still, I hold on to remembering everything about growing up and how badly I wanted it. And so I really hope to always have a heart to help the people who are growing up like I did. And, you know, I I never could have afforded to, to put a horse in training. Even now, it still amazes me sometimes you know, how much the training is worth, how much everything is worth. It's, you know, I never could have done that when I was growing up. And so I've always loved the idea of um, traveling and doing clinics because that was where I got to pick up some of my information. And it's a lot less expensive if you can go somewhere and, and learn like that than it is to, you know, send your horse in training. And it's even less expensive than it is when you when you get up to doing the clinics and stuff. And so I really have a heart to help the people who need it the most and, and maybe can't afford it. I got to tell you, the horse that you rode in Denver, uh, 
I just got to see your run on the video, but what impressed me was when you warmed the horse up. Uh, you were quiet. The horse was quiet. No ramming and jamming. Nice horse, and uh, boy, you did a super job of uh, training. Got to watch the run on the video, and that was good too, but what was impressive to me was the way you handled when you warmed it up, uh, warmed the horse up. I think that's great. Well, thanks. It's, um, you know, that's what is, it's so important to me. There was a time when I had gone through a lot of training and worked for a lot of people and, and was learning how to train the horses, and I learned how to train them, but what disappointed me was along the way I lost the relationship with them, and I like to say I, I was training robots. I mean, I could ride, you know, 10 or 12 horses a day, and I could really get them doing some amazing stuff, but I was miserable, and they were miserable. And so, yeah, they could spin, slide, change leads, and do everything, but the relationship was missing. And so that's when I went back to, you know, that dream that I had when I was little, and I just I wanted to really understand horses and really wanted to be one, actually, but that didn't happen. And so I I went back to that, and so it's really fun now because I still have the information that I had on how to, you know, really train them and train them very well. But when you wrap the piece of having a relationship in with it, it can the results that it can have are it's just amazing. Is it hard to get some of your clients that you train horses for to understand that they have to have that relationship with the horse as well? Maybe initially at first, but really when they start participating in it, um, you know, they're, I always, I'm really big into having people set goals. And so if people have, a lot of times if people have big show goals, then um, they can lose their focus on that relationship. But most people who are in horses um, don't wake up one day and go, I want to make a whole bunch of money, let's buy horses. Most of us who've been in it for a while realize that, you know, horses are, you know, that you better love them because they're expensive and they're time-consuming. And so I, most of the people that are around us, they love horses, and they just maybe need a little bit of a reminder, but they really um, latch on and really love the idea that they can have high performance with a relationship. How about your uh, husband? He's an outstanding horseman, is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an NRHA judge. He is my hidden secret because behind every... Um, you know, great competitor is a great coach. And my coach is a National Reigning Horse Association judge. So if you wonder why I have an advantage when I go into the show pen, it's because when I'm at home and I think that I'm doing a maneuver well, I can turn around and ask him, and he's got a very educated set of eyes that can say, "This it's, sometimes it's a little ugly, um, honey, that's not quite as good as what you think it is. What do you mean it's not that good? <laughs> so it can get a little bit... Um, you know, exciting at times, but it really, it truly is great because he can tell me, you know, from a judge's point of view, you're, the maneuver's a zero. If you want to move it up to a plus half, then you're going to need to step it up another notch. Isn't that great to have somebody there, though, that will tell you what they think and uh, really try to help you? I know my wife does the same thing. If I make commercials uh, here in the broadcast business or do programs, I'll run some stuff by her, and once in a while she'll say, you know what? I don't think that's quite the way you want it to be. And, boy, you get irritated occasionally, but they're right. They are. And, you know, it's you really you have to have somebody, um, and hopefully more than just one person, surround yourself with people who are loving but they're honest and they, 
and they'll tell you the truth even if it's maybe not what you want to hear. But that's how you really can grow because if somebody's just telling you that everything's good just to flatter you, then then you're getting a really dangerous um, situation there because it's it's not the truth. Your husband, uh, his philosophy of, of really getting a good relationship with a horse about the same as yours? Yep. Yep, that's one fun thing is that, um, you know, we've had a, a chance to really grow together in this part because, you know, we, we got married and started this business together, and so, you know, we've, we worked for some of the same trainers, and, you know, we've, it's just been a whole, it's a learning process. Life is a learning process, and, and so I don't know everything now, and I, and I never will, and I love learning from other people. I, um, the only thing I regret about going to expos is that it's getting a lot harder to try to sneak in and sit down and watch anything because people know who you are. And I just love, um, you know, spending time with other horsemen and horsewomen and being able to learn from them. And, yeah, it's just, um, it's a, it's just a learning process, and it's, it's just something that we've done together and we've really grown. If I'm understanding you correctly, what you're telling me is you may be the one that uh, winds up with the accolades at this point in time, but it's really a team relationship. Oh, definitely. It definitely is. And so, um, you know, everybody has different different dreams and different goals. And mine happened to be um, being a clinician has always been something I've wanted to do, being able to teach. Um, you know, I love teaching. We homeschool our kids. We, I, I, just, I just have always loved teaching and helping people. And, um, and so that's my passion. And, you know, he loves breeding and, and bloodlines and, and doing different things with the horses like that. And so everybody has their strengths and we balance each other out. Stacy, it's time for us to take a break and get this program paid for, hear from the folks who do make it possible. But you folks stay with us. We're going to have a lot more information from Stacy Westfall in just a moment. You're listening to The Horseman's Corner. If you're tired of a stock trailer that just doesn't make the cut or handle the tough jobs like it should, then you should come by Bunkhouse Trailer Sales in Mitchell, Nebraska and check out the new line of Big Ben trailers in stock now. Half tops, dog boxes, saddle boxes, and so many other features, it's hard to name them all. Built to last with great features every cattleman can appreciate. If you can't stop by, give us a call, 308-623-9955, or check us out online, bunkhousetrailersales.com. Ag Market Online has changed its name. It's now agsearch.us, or easy to remember, agsearch.us. There you'll find the Horseman's Corner, Cattleman's Corner, and all kinds of agricultural business, products, and services. Agmarketonline.com, now agsearch.us, or easy to remember, agsearch.us. Why don't you visit today and find all of the benefits that can be yours by being a part of agsearch.us. Welcome back to the Horseman's Corner. We're on the last segment of today's program, but it's been really interesting talking with first Jesse Westfall, uh, and now on the second half of the program, talking with his wife, Stacy, probably more well-known than Jesse, but Really interesting people, really good horsemen, and let's continue the conversation that I had with Stacy Westfall. Now, how did you get to this point where you got from that uh, robot type of horse to the horse that you have a relationship with? Was there any particular mentors or any particular philosophy that uh, tripped your trigger and got you headed in the direction where you are now? Well, um, 
when when uh, when we were creating the robot type horses and um and then just i mean literally was just laying in bed crying like this is not what i dreamed about what i dreamed about was really being able to do things with horses and if it takes this to do it i don't want to do it it's not worth it i'd rather have one one little pony somewhere and enjoy it than than to be doing this but so there was a lot there was a level of frustration there cuz you know you spend years trying to learn um different techniques and then to realize that you get to the end and it wasn't exactly what you wanted so there was a level of frustration that came before we made a change but you know it was it was i mean it was prayer it was this has been a total blessing it was just the idea that we could actually we just literally said we're going to change the way we're doing things and if we lose all of our customers and we have to you know, go get different jobs, and that's what we're going to do. And it just really opened up. But as far as um, the natural horsemanship type stuff, I'd have to say that um, when I was growing up in Maine, the very first um, exposure that I had, because there really there were no horse trainers around up there at the time. Now there are some people up there, but um, there's just not an industry to support trainers. And so some friends had bought tickets to a John Lyons clinic that was going to be um, down in New Hampshire, I believe. I know it was out of the state. And we, um, you know, I was young. I was like 14 or something, and, and they took us down. And so that really, um, you know, that really made an impact on me because my mom always was really big into, you know, she's great with animals, the horses, the dogs, and everything. And, and she was always big into, you know, try to figure out what they're thinking. Why are they doing that? I mean, they're not just being bad. What's causing it? So my mom already had me thinking like that. Then seeing someone like John Lyons, even though it was just walking into a clinic-type situation, really helped to influence me. And that was about all I got. And then I got into the regular, you know, the training, the traditional training and stuff. But along the way, because of how I was raised and and because of seeing that early on in my life, every time I, I always wanted to put that more natural twist on it. So, yeah, it's been interesting. So you've kind of developed your your own method of using resistance-free or natural horsemanship or whatever goofy uh, title you want to put on it, which sometimes can be a little bit of a gimmick because it's just understanding and feeling that horse, I would think. Right. And that's what it comes down to. And, and you know, it's not because, like, the road that I took isn't the shortest road. You know, the... I wanted to ride bridleless, and it took me like 12 years to figure it out. And so, you know, the 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 road can be shortened. There's so many people out there now that you can learn from and that you can get great information from. The way that the path that my life took, I just didn't get a chance to really, I didn't get a chance to go and participate and do any of that. And, um, you know, it just, I, I got a chance to meet Pat Pirelli a few years ago, and, um, and consider him a friend, and and he made the comment, you know, we both took different paths, but we've ended up the same end here. And so, you know, that whole idea that you're right, it's not, there's not just one path, but it is the end goal um, that we all had in mind, which was, you know, really building a relationship and being able to have the control of the horse, but in a willing partnership way. And, you know, and I'm still, I, I still love experimenting. I mean, you have to you have to want to tinker to become a horse trainer in any kind of a fashion because you just you have to go out and play 
go out and play with them and try to figure out, you know, what's going on. Yeah, and the interesting thing is you can uh, you can tinker with something and whoops, maybe it didn't work and maybe it's a little bit of a mistake, but that horse pretty forgiving. <laughs> they are pretty forgiving, but I do have to say I've made a lot of mistakes. You learn a lot from mistakes. Um, and, you know, as long as they're not dangerous mistakes, you, you'll learn a lot from them. But every horse trainer person I know says, oh, what I would do if I knew what I know now 10 years ago with that other horse that I had. You always, you go through life, and you, you can't wait. Um, you can't wait till 10 years to be able to train your first horse. You've got to get started, but you've got to accept that it's not going to all be perfect. Yeah, and 10 years down the road, you're going to say about Popcorn, the horse that you're, uh, at least you had in the road to the horse, if what I'm reading was correct. You're going to say, gosh, if I only knew then what I know now, what I could have done with Popcorn. I expect that that's going to go on for the rest of my life. And, you know, if you have a desire to keep moving forward, then I think, you know, you you keep learning more and more, and, and it's, it keeps snowballing. So, yep, Popcorn is the horse from the road to the horse, and I'm going to have him. I know you put on clinics from time to time. What can people expect to see if they go to one of your clinics? Uh, what they can expect is I'm going to be doing several different topics, but what I like to show people is that they can... Um, how where the pieces start with a horse like popcorn where he's at after a year of training how the pieces all fit together because everybody wants to know how do you do that how can you ride bareback and bridleless and perform at a high enough level to win at the congress how can you do that well it's a step-by-step method beginning on the ground with groundwork moving up through into basic body control and then going on into the bridleless stuff so the different demos will cover the different pieces of that using multiple horses and in a lot of how far along is popcorn now? Where, uh, how much further does he have to go, or will he ever get done? <laughs> you already know something by the way you asked the question. Will he ever get done? Um, well, no, they're not ever really done. Even the mare that I ride bareback and bridleless and compete on, I still work on things. I don't work on, I don't work on just drilling or on the old maneuvers. You know, now she's to the point where she's learning liberty things and she's doing tricks and different things to keep her mind fresh and active without me drilling reining maneuvers or, or certain things like that because she doesn't need it. She knows it. Popcorn is a year into training. Uh, he has what I would consider a very solid um, foundation and you know, on the ground and on his back, but it can all be improved. The fastest I've ever taken one from unbroke to bridalist was two years. So using that time frame, he'd be halfway there. Um, knowing what I'm feeling with him, he's a little more forward, just a different type of a horse. So there's a good chance it might take just a touch longer, if ever. You know, you you don't know exactly what you're going to get until you get closer to the finish line, but I do know that he's a really solid, really fun little horse. Amazing what you learned from him. Ah, uh, I've learned a lot from him. He's He was really neat. I learned that at Road to the Horse, obviously, you can expect that the horses are under a lot of pressure and it was the neatest thing um, buying him like I said you have to have this tinkering kind of a mindset and I thought wouldn't it be cool to buy him to be able to show people what you can do but also to learn from him and see what it did to him and so what I've learned is that within the first week of having him home I 
was really sick and I didn't get a chance to get out to the barn very much. I'd go out there and visit him every day, but I couldn't work him because I had bronchitis. And about a week later, I went out and I had him turned loose in the arena, and he ran by a whole group of people and ran straight to me. And I know that the first hour that I took in the round pen when everybody thought, what is this girl doing? Because she's, she's, everybody else has their horses caught, and she hasn't even got a halter on it. And I was trying to build that relationship to where he wanted to be with me. And it was the coolest thing when he came running up to me because he told me, yes, you've done your job right. Is that maybe one of the biggest mistakes that you see people making is not taking enough time? In other words, getting in a little bit of a rush and, gosh, this one's easy. Let's get on board and get with the program. Yeah, the biggest mistake I see is people want to skip past um, the foundation stuff. I mean, I know better, so I don't. But obviously, there's that part of you that wants to get to the fun stuff. People come and they want to they want to come see um, reining horses, and they come and they'll sit and watch us for an hour, and they say, "Well, when do you run and stop and spin and slide and run and run and run?" and and they only picture drilling the maneuvers, and so much of the time doesn't look anything like that because it's all these little foundation pieces that you're trying to become excellent at that build up to that final product. And so, yeah, people wanted to rush through the basics. You know what, Stacy? as much as I hate to say it, we're getting uh, to the point where we're running out of time for this segment of the Horseman's Corner, and probably you're running out of time because you've got a couple of uh, kids and a husband there at home, and you like spend some time with them, don't you? Yep, I've got some kids running around here. Had to lock the door so I could try to find some quietness so we wouldn't hear... Um, all the whooping and hollering they were doing. I don't know what got into them today, but they were out playing in the snow, and they're more wound up now than they were when they went out. Let's do one more thing. Uh, let's let's take time for a commercial message. You have some DVDs out, as I understand it, maybe some books. I don't know what all. Explain, will you, and tell folks how they can get them. Yep, the easiest way to, to find out what's going on with us is to visit our website, which is www.westfall.com. W-E-S-T-F-A-L-L, horsemanship.com. And we have videos on there. And, um, you know, we've got the bridalist video, and we've also got starting young horses, basic body control, groundwork. And everywhere I go, I do all this stuff, and people ask me how to make their horse to bow, how to teach their horse to bow. So I've got a video on there that shows you how to teach your horse to bow. And so um, what I consider the videos to be is if you were going to show up at one of my clinics, if you could do everything in the videos, I could really start to show you some fun stuff to do with your horses. But it's the foundation stuff that you've got to know to be able to advance. That's great. Give them the website one more time. That's westfallhorsemanship.com. Stacy Westfall, outstanding horsewoman. Really amazing some of the things that she has done in the freestyle reining particularly and course on the first half of the program her husband jesse westfall and jesse's just a big part of the horsemanship that the westfalls have as stacy it's interesting how they came together and got that horsemanship worked out by themselves well not by themselves they were other people that they worked with over the years but because it's never by yourself entirely but it is interesting how they came to the place that they came to that's so much like the natural horsemanship that you hear about, getting a relationship with that horse. So 
It really is interesting what they got done. Now, I'd like to have uh, you folks do something for me. Tell me what you'd like to hear about. And you can do that by sending me an email. That's at Howard at HaleBroadcasting.com. That's H-O-W-A-R-D at H-A-L-E Broadcasting.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you'd like to hear, what some of the horse people that you'd like to hear from, and I'll try to get it done. Well, that's about does it for today's program. Doesn't seem possible, but Christmas is going to be here before you know it, so be thinking about that. But And this is a good time to thank all you folks for being listeners for the many years that this program has been on the air. Great to have you along with us. I'm Howard Hale, host of the show. It is time to close it out. I'll say goodbye. May God bless. See you next week. Same time, same place. Mm-hmm.